Hello and welcome to another Quanta APMP podcast, this time on requirements management. Number 22. Could well be. My name's Tim. Oh, my name's Adam. And this time we're going to be talking, as I said, about requirements management. So this is, um, well, the term requirements manager is quite strong, really. You know, these aren't um, nice-to-haves. These will be the must-haves of the project. And so trying to get somebody to actually state what their requirements are can be particularly tricky. Um, and if the requirements are wrong, that feeds into many important things in the project because if the requirements are going to be wrong, the scope's going to be wrong. So the activities to deliver the scope aren't really going to mean all that much. And so you can deliver something that isn't actually tied to a defined requirement. So it's quite an important topic. Um, yeah. and it can be when, quite a difficult thing to achieve. When do we start gathering requirements, Tim? Well, placing in the context of the life cycle, it should be as early as possible. So in concept. Mm. Um, and even, you know, they may well be implied in the, the trigger to the concept really mm. um, but in terms of requirements um, it's coming up with an agreement in terms of what is required and there is a technique that can be employed here Moscow analysis where you're looking at your must-haves should-haves could-haves and won't-haves another project management tool that turns out just to be a word <laughs> yeah, Moscow yeah, which is yeah. a capital city um, but one person's must-have could be another person's could-have so it's illustrative again of the three different interests that are represented on the steering group because the users their requirements would be much more around function whereas the sponsors requirements would be much more around value um, and so the sponsor one of the roles of sponsor really on the steering group is in part to temper the excesses of the user and supplier side because it isn't about just having a gold-plated list um, that will satisfy the users exclusively It'll be things that are deemed to be requirements in that they will contribute to something that is needed by the business. Absolutely. Uh, and it is, you're right, it's very tricky uh, trying to get these requirements from people. Um, users, I mean, sometimes they're not very articulate, are they? They might just tell you what they want. Uh, sometimes they'll just give you lists and lists and lists of everything they want and won't. will tell you it's all hugely important, even, even when some of it isn't. Um, so it's a bit of a, a dark art, I think, getting these requirements. Lots of lots of tools and, and techniques for doing this um, but hopefully we end up at some point with a, a, a sort of list where uh, we have understandable um, and prioritised requirements um, they should be traceable as well, we should really go back to find out where a requirement who it came from uh, and then uh, hopefully see it right through to maybe even a benefit in the, in the product Okay, so uh, we'll do some muscular analysis um, to prioritise them. Moscow, of course, used a lot in Agile, which we won't talk about here. Just have a quick look at the process. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up there. Yeah, <laughs> glad I did. Um, the, the first thing is we gather these requirements from the stakeholders. Then we need to analyse them. And as you yeah. said there, there may well be conflicting um So what might, what might be methods that you might think that could be used to actually gather the requirements? You know, Rather than just saying to somebody, what do you require? Mm. Um, if they say well, that is I don't really method. know <laughs> 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 but if they say I don't know um, yeah. what uh, may you, will, you do to, you can, to help you can shadow path. people uh, so for example if you were looking you can at shadow them shadow them <laughs> stalk them yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. basically yeah. just so intimidation so if they were you know if you were looking to automate a process if you are looking to turn I don't know someone filling a, a manual expense claim form into a, a computerised process you, you can sit down and watch them fill out forms. You can ask them questions about why they're completing certain boxes. You can see where they take it, uh, the form afterwards, where it needs to go. So so that's one, one technique. Um, you can you can have workshops like the answer to the answer to 
I think every uh, how do you identify or gather anything um, here uh, use stories which I think mm. you, you might be able to tell us a bit more about no okay alright well you were waxing lyrical off, off uh, mic about those but yeah um, well with, with, with use stories really like trying to ask somebody to envisage how they might be making use of say for instance it was new IT system so um, if they can place themselves in their day to day task then that can help them envisage what things will be post project or what things will be like post project or what they would like things to be like post project um, prototyping also is another technique yeah. that could be used but one of the dangers of that is that if you're prototyping you don't know when to stop um, but by having some kind of visual aid like that it does give, give people much more of an idea about what it is that they want to use so say for instance if the, project, if the project was going to be um, an office move um, then having some kind of a model um, and allowing people to to have some kind of an input into that because it means you shrink them you shrink them and make them live in, it, in the model for a while you do yeah um, <laughs> in your loft <laughs> that's, that's the best way um, so, people do paper prototyping now have you seen that? no Okay, so let's say we were, you know, trying to make an app for a mobile phone app, for a mobile phone, and uh, I, I would kind of just draw the screens on bits of paper, and then I would show them to you, and you, you know, hopefully it'll be really clear. Say, well, you know, I don't know, I don't know what this app's doing. I'm just making this happen. I've got storyboarding, it's like using advertising. Yeah, yeah, but, but you would have to maybe press. Well, I'll, I'll do that then. And then I would show you another bit of paper and I'll bring up the screen you'd see next, and so you can get some sense of whether it's working for you and so on. Uh, okay, uh, so we'll analyse these requirements, so we'll um, try and get some sense of whether there are gaps, what's in conflict, and go and try and resolve those. And definitely, we talked about the difficulty of getting requirements from users. Uh, then, of course, negotiating comes, becomes key here as well, if there are conflicts. So, as you mentioned earlier, I think something more important to one stakeholder than another. We need to justify them, so we'll use Moscow. And then, of course, the requirements will be baselined. So, basically... Once they've been agreed by the steering group and, and who, may, who may be involved in that process, uh, they're not going to be changed without going through the change control process. So hugely important topic, and again, something you can do weeks and weeks of training on and business analysis and requirements management. But uh, I think we'll leave it about 10 minutes, shall we, Tim? Six and a half. Six and a half, <laughs> wow, okay. All right, bye-bye. Okay, bye.